<laughs> well, okay. Hey, welcome Anyways. everybody to the fire fire pit tonight. <laughs> Things are already off the chain. Thanks for since I came in a little bit late. Uh, who did start the fire tonight? Uh, I think it was on Nash this time. Well, good job, Nash, man. This is nice. It's it's nice. It's warm. I tried. It's de- you know what. And then I got fire starter. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man, it's been a minute. Okay, so you guys recorded with Rich last time and that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um Yes. That that that's I love the conspiracy theories by the way. <laughs> I seriously did. We could have gone another 2 hours. It, yeah, we had to cut ourselves off. Oh, we definitely. cut ourselves off after what was that? Two, two and a half hours we cut off? Uh, yeah, two and a half hours. And then we talked for another hour. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> In fact, you know what? You guys probably should have just kept on talking for as long as you wanted to. We Maybe actually we considered doing that. <laughs> and just made it as, <laughs> a, a, made it as a, a, couple different, a, a couple different episodes. That, yeah, we actually were talking about we, doing that, yeah, too. Yeah, we did think about doing that. Yeah, you probably should have just done that. <laughs> just saying. Episode Next 61, time. Conspiracy Theories Continued. <laughs> Episode 120. Conspiracy Theories Continued. Episode 578,000. Will it ever end? <laughs> it just becomes Cracklecast, the Conspiracy Theory Show. Actually, you know how many hits that thing would take? Oh, yeah, God. That would be my God, we may be on to something. I mean, that does roll off the tongue. <laughs> we may be on to something. <laughs> so, so, it's been a while, guys. Let's catch up. Let's, let, let's do catch up. But real quick, before we catch up, since we were just talking about conspiracy theories. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. How you doing? <laughs> So, uh, you guys were talking about your favorite conspiracy theories, and I want to just add in a little tidbit. I'm not going to go in-depth with it at all, because this was years ago. I'm talking high school. Um, I, had this guy, I had this friend named JJ, and uh, during PE class, we had um, – you could choose different uh, activities that you wanted to do for PE – so one of the easiest ones, actually the easiest one that you could ever pick, was walking. Yes, walking. Okay. So you had to walk so many times around the track throughout PE class. Well, so we were, uh, me and my group of degenerate friends, we were <laughs> like, yes, we are going to pick walking. Because we could sit there and walk together and talk the entire fucking time. You know, it wasn't something crazy, super active where you couldn't talk and have fun. So we chose walking. Well, as we're all walking, uh, we went through a lot of different things. So, like, one of the things that we went through is, like, we really talked to who ended up being one of my exes who had uh, anorexia. We're like, you really need to fucking eat. Like, I don't care what it is that you eat. You just need to start eating and eat it. 
Otherwise, they're going to put you away. They're going to put tubes in you, blah, 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 blah. She's like, nah, shit ain't going to happen, blah, blah, blah. Guess what happened? Yep. Tubes in you. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) They force-fed you through tubes. Great. Did she have a tubular time? (laughs) She uh, Not really, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) But so um, I remember it was probably about like a two-week period that we started talking about this. It was hilarious because my friend JJ went on this just rant for two weeks of, um, cause PE was like what, twice a week. And, um, uh, so for two weeks, so four different times, we started talking about who, who actually rules the world. Mm-hmm. And his, his theory which actually kind of somewhat makes sense in, in a weird way is that the Girl Scouts rule the world. They do sell crack in their cookies. Just saying. Well, well, between that, well, there's a little bit of that, but first one's free. Well, well, think about this. You're senators, congressmen, all that good stuff, right? Presidents most likely have all been Boy Scouts. At some point in their life. Mo- the majority of them. Right? Scoutmaster Kevin? <laughs> <laughs> he touched me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, and just, and just to make a long story short, basically, Girl Scouts marry Boy Scouts. Well, everybody knows that happy wife, happy life, therefore... Women rule, rule the household, right? So, by and large, the Girl Scouts rule the world because in the U.S., most Boy Scouts rule the U.S. How does that hit you? You, you would have had to hear, hear the whole long soliloquy about that. I mean, it was it was it was hilarious. One of those you had to be there for it. You really well, I and like so. I said, I, I mean, well, mind you, this was back in like ninety seven, ninety eight. Okay, the world has changed since then. Yes, it has. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking over over twenty five years of a difference here. Yeah, that was back when a hoe was actually a hoe. And you couldn't turn him into a housewife. <laughs> now you can, but there's still a hoe. Just a housewife hoe. Yep. <laughs> and they cost more. <laughs> they so cost you brought more. up the hoes and the housewives. When you guys were growing up, did you guys ever listen to Two Live Crew? Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. No, Never. No, no. So you you probably at one point in your life came across the as nasty as they want to be two live crew album. Um, I believe that was fifth grade, sir. Yes, I think we all enjoyed that album. Okay, so this was a conversation. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know me. Yeah, not the not the OPP and all that other things. It was the two live crew as nasty as they want to be. And I was thinking about this the other day. And of course you were. The, the, 
the music they have nowadays, I made the mistake of listening to Cardi B's WAP song. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry for you. I've heard it, and it was horrible. Yeah, and I was sitting here thinking about it, and I was like, I can't believe they allowed this out. This is awful. And then I went, oh, wait a minute. Back in the day. (laughs) Cardi B is the next generation of two live crew. No, 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 actually no, no. listen to two live crew Cardi B Cardi B is about five generations past two live crew five I mean they're both no talent hacks that but yes, I two live it. crew had at least two sentences not just three words that's true but again two live crew I mean I hear all these people getting really bent around the axle over Cardi B's WAP song. It's like, well, first of all, don't let your eight-year-old little girl listen to this, or your eight-year-old little boy, or your 12-year-old little boy, or your 12-year-old little girl listen to it. It's got an explicit tag for a fucking reason. Yeah, who started that? Oh, oh, that's right. Tipper. Thanks, Tipper. (laughs) Again, the same thing. I give it to you. First off, I don't care. I really don't care. Yeah, yeah, I do care, but I don't, and you have to understand why. So first off, Tipper Gore's a little bitch, just like her fucking husband. But um, I invented the internet. No, <laughs> well, he's all about man bear pig. <laughs> but uh, I used to work with somebody we called man bear pig. <laughs> but I mean, so he's super serial. So let's look at the progression of society real quick. Oh, dear God. Can we just <laughs> catch up with one another? Society sucks. What have you uh, been up to, Bacon? Me- society does suck. So. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Progression? Um, I'm well, sorry. I'm sorry. Digression. I'm sorry. The, the, di- the digression. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the regression. The, the society. <laughs> yes. And, and that's, and honestly, it's truth. But at the same time, it's not. So... When you look at like curse words, things like that. I mean, we're we're doing two timelines at the same time, but one of them's going down, well, one of them's going well, up. It's well, like well, supply and demand. I mean, you could throw economics to it. I do not have enough beer to have this conversation. <laughs> I do. I do, and I also have liquor, <laughs> so I don't care. <laughs> I think I'm about to go get some liquor. <laughs> Come on over. Podcast. <laughs> so no, no. So, if you're looking at curse words as a reason to put explicit onto something, then everything is explicit. I call it null null and void. Because, I'm sorry, I don't know of really too many people. I do know of people, but I don't know of too many people that do not curse on a regular basis when speaking. Well, when they started with the explicit tag, it wasn't for just, you know, oh, he, he said damn on the radio. Oh, my God. It was he more or less. not be able to for, say fart and piss either. That's a true story. Well, and that's the thing. You know, as but it, you know so what? It depends you still on can't what... say cut in Canada. It's weird. <laughs> we need to make cunt as a Canadian anim- anagram. <laughs> Canadian universal neutralizing toxin task force. <laughs> task force. 
Yes. Uh, task force. The Canadian Union Neutralizing Task Force. <laughs> if anybody is listening to us, and I don't remember how to pull up the uh, stats. Do we have anyone listening in Canada? <laughs> um, you know what? I'd have to get my phone again. And honestly, oh, wait, here it is. It's just a little dark. Everything's a little dark. Uh, let me see here. Um, let me pull up. No, that's it. That's wrong. Anyway, keep moving on. I'll, I'll let you know here in a second. Okay. What the fuck were we talking about this time? <laughs> oh, oh no, no, no. We were talking about like how, how, how the regression of uh, society. The society. society and how it how, and how it deals with um, not political but like so societal norms a culture how culture has changed and done a regression instead of a progression well a prime example would be blazing saddles everybody's seen blazing saddles anybody of our age thinks blazing saddles is fucking hilarious mm-hmm. don't care who you are what color skin, what your background is. There is something that in Blazing Saddles, everybody's getting made fun of. Yes. Oh, everybody. Everyone. Everybody and their mom. Yeah, no, nobody's like that. Actually, their it's mom great. like five times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is because she's orbiting. She has an orbit. Because <laughs> your mama's so fat. <laughs> but, but you have Blazing Saddles. It is a there were people beating on Mel Brooks's door saying, Hey, put me in your movies. They're awesome. Mm-hmm. They're great. What can I do to get into your, I don't care if it's a bit part. I don't care if it's a walk on. I don't care. You had all of this going on. You had Cleavon little and uh, Gene Wilder who did more for race relations than anyone else. That movie almost got cut and left on the floor because of the fart scene at the with the baked beans. Mm-hmm. Yep. It wasn't the part about him being from Havana. It wasn't the part about, you know, <laughs> the uh, racial um, oh, ethnicity of the sheriff. What? Oh, oh, it's not good. Nobody listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> But the biggest thing, there was no racial issues at all whatsoever for that you movie. Had, when that movie came out, no one decided to protest it. No one was talking shit about it. Everybody was laughing and having a good time. Mm-hmm. The censors went, uh, the fart scene is too much. You're going to either get rid of that or you can cut yeah. the whole movie because yeah, of indecency. You can have all the racist shit you want, but no farting. The fart scene is where they said, this is too much. Think about that. Now think about how we've like flip-flopped everything, right? You can have all the racist crap. You can have gunfighting. You can have all this other junk, right? But now they're like, well, we don't want the racist crap. We're going to try and limit the amount of gunfighting. But you know what? Fart jokes are probably some of the funniest things you could ever put out. Do it all you want. And then we had Terrence and Philip. Actually, <laughs> we had Jackass before that. True. Do that you remember true. the run? 
Do you remember the run poop? There was a few. <laughs> <I'm>, no. <laughs> I can honestly say, here's where I drew the line at jackass. Oh, what is this bullshit that's on? Oh, you got to watch this show. They're throwing stuff at one another's balls. <laughs> what? Yeah, they sit across from one another in their underwear and throw shit into one another's nutsack. And put bees on their nutsacks and everything. Else. I'm oh, they did anything out. and everything they could to each other's nutsacks. Although, yeah. I will say that the, um, what was the Electric Avenue? Was that the one where they had to do the, um, with the stun guns that were tasing them? Oh. Was that, that was the, yeah, I think that was called Electric Avenue when they had to run through the obstacle course and it had tasers hitting them every 10 seconds or something. They'd push something out of the way and it was a taser. <laughs> see, see, it all depends on what you find funny. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of sitting back going, these guys are morons. Oh, oh well, I, I, yeah. actually, I believe everybody did, but people saw that there was money being made at the same time. And that was the issue. Misery that loves company. Young people seeing that these idiots were making money doing this, mm-hmm. not realizing that, not realizing that they were actually uh, uh, the better half of them were actually skateboarders. Yeah, on tour that just had time to spare and were yeah. fucked around. Like Bam Margia, that was always beating the shit out of his dad. Yeah, and first off, uh, yeah, yeah, well, well. And that's another topic. I am not going on to that one. <laughs> no, because if I'd ever even looked at my dad sideways like that, I'd have woke up two or three days later. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't have been a scene if, at all. If my, my I woke head, up, you're right. Yeah, my head would have been way up. over here. My body would have been way over there. I don't know what happened to him, officer. He dismembered himself. <laughs> Listen, I remember I remember growing up as a kid, you know, you always kind of challenge your dad a little bit as a boy. Yes. I right? did that once. Well, 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 I always did it in kind of more of a fun way. Like it was more playing, but like I'd go up and like try and wrestle him. And like with one hand he'd just put me down. Nope. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean shit, even in my teenage years I did that. Right? And still one hand. He could put me down. Well, that's why I take Junior with me to uh, have keto, and I know he's probably listening to this podcast. Maybe it and, doesn't, uh, but, but that doesn't matter. I take him with me to have keto when I do that, and I let him hold the air shield for me. And then so when he, he knows, goes, so, so he knows <laughs> what kind of force you can hit with. <laughs> exactly. So that when he's laying on his back, going, I think <gasps> in my chest. And I'm going, <laughs> get up. But no, so like, so so there's this thing, like I think it's like once you hit past the age of like forty five, yeah, you hit that you hit that age that anybody younger than you almost, at least under the age of forty, you could almost put down with one hand. Pretty much, like, like I, I've actually seen those fights, like. Like it, it like turns it was into like, grandfather strength. Yeah, like on YouTube and stuff. Like you see, like this this younger guy coming after this old guy, and this old guy is just like, "What? Boom!" And yeah, just lays the guy out. 
it's like all of a sudden he just like pulls all of the energy in from his past years of being pissed off and not being able to punch the shit out of some little stupid fucker and then just bitch slaps him and down unleashes and it on little girl. Dumbass. Right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what that is. So my question and, is this. Does that add or take away to years? I think it adds because that is such a stress relief. <laughs> I mean, there's a reason why I do have keto. <laughs> I'm trying to add years to my life, sir. <laughs> and this is how he looks so young. <laughs> I mean, I flat out, I I go and I have a good time. I mean, we kicked the snot out of one another. Last week I had... Uh, Four of my ribs on my right side were bruised from one of the kids that's in there. I call him a kid. I call him a kid because I call him a kid. <laughs> you just have to move closer to the you, bacon. away from the mic. See, it's weird because when you turn your microphone around, it doesn't want to listen to you no more. You give I had one of the kids, and I call them kids because they're all younger than me. Well, and, that's because you're old. Well, yeah, that's aside from the point. <laughs> that he hauled off and he kicked me really good and he bounced my own arm, my elbow, into my ribs. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be a leaving a bruise. Sure, shit. I had bruised ribs for a couple of days. Hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's a good kick, Spence. Not Hold on a sec. <laughs> Catch this one, buddy. <laughs> And you are not a small man. That's a lot of weight. Hold my air shield. That's a lot of weight. to. I mean, okay, if we were to move you down to average height, okay, which you you are not. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start calling you Andre, by the way. (laughs) Because you are a big man. Like, I'm 6'2", and you are still a fucking big man. (laughs) That's a lot of weight to put that's a lot. And you're you're not fat, but you're thick. Like you're built. That's you're a lot PHAT. of weight. Right? <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've got you know I'm six four and two hundred and thirty five pounds. When I get moving, I'm moving. So 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 kind of like how it is. What I'm learning with uh, big adventure bikes. Uh huh. One of your greatest friends and greatest enemies is momentum. Yes. So you need momentum to keep moving. But trying to stop momentum is probably the biggest crux in the fucking world. (laughs) And that was your leg. Yep. (laughs) Which is funny because you bring up the leg thing. We were doing leg strikes uh, Monday and he goes, you need to ease up. You're about to blow out my knee. And I was just kicking the air shield that was laid across the leg. He's like, you're going to take both legs out. I need you to ease up. Uh-huh. Then, then you tell him, I need someone stronger. The other big guy, I can't kick him because I'll put him in the hospital. Okay, fine then. They have posts. <laughs> <laughs> they have posts. They've had to rotate people. It's like, do they have posts? 
So we get to hold the air shield for Chad, and everybody kind of takes a step back, and the one person who didn't step back is standing there going, fuck. Why is somebody have- bring in a uh, rented Lowe's truck with a 4x4 four four in it? Hey, uh, whoever, we got your next yeah, post you got, to hold. We got, your, we got you a post over here. Yeah, no, that's not the same. They got an in, they got an inset like a concrete filled iron post. I might have to talk to Chris about getting that put in. <laughs> I mean, which, I gotta do which something. We've, which we've got a new thing that we're going to start doing at Hapkido, and in a couple months, I'll be able to start talking about it. But technically, we're not supposed to because gotcha. you don't talk about Fight Club. Oh. Well, We're doing a full sparring class for all of the adults. Nice. Full, yeah. Like full bore? Which full bore. To do. Yes. With the full Michelin man suits and everything. Nice. What you, what you need to do is just take and uh, find one of the non-low-bearing supports in the building and just start <laughs> kicking the crap out of that. No, no, no. Position a fake non-building, uh, non-structural support. Just like put one there. And then just pick it and snap it. Yes. And see if anybody freaks out. Yes. <laughs> this is my warm up, bitch. <laughs> Go full on Van Dam. Uh oh. Uh oh. We lost someone. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. So, what's been going on with you guys? You know, I've been doing Hep Keto. My freaking, my big victory took a crap today, Sunday. Yeah, uh, yeah, I can't believe that. That sucks, man. At least I got another bike to ride. Well, at least you have a few bikes to ride. That's true. I do have a few bikes <laughs> to ride. So tell me about the adventure riding, man. Uh, the tunnel thing that you went through, that looked cool as shit. And now I'm kind of jealous and want an adventure bike, too. <laughs> well, just put knobbies on your uh, FC. FJ? FJ, yeah. I'm sorry, FC. <laughs> I said FC. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Um, so my buddy, Jeremiah, uh, Josiah, who I honestly, before I moved, lived about three blocks away from, uh, huh, has a T seven, right? Craziest thing in the world. Found this guy. Hey, started riding with him. Yeah. And he's like, uh, so he get he gets in contact with me the other day. He's all like, Hey, um, gonna go do Nemo Tunnel. Who wants to join? I'm like, hell yeah, let's go do this. Okay, first of all, what's Nemo Tunnel? So Nemo Tunnel, um, it is an abandoned railroad tunnel that is um, technically just outside of Wartburg, Tennessee. Uh, the easiest way to find it is. Um, I mean, you can just look up Nemo Tunnel on YouTube, on Google, and stuff like that. It'll show you exactly where where it's at. Um, but it's, um, I want to say Crossville. It's just northwest of Crossville in a yes. town called Wartburg, Tennessee. So we rode a couple hours out there, and uh, we ride through this tunnel, which is half water. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, it's, it's not that long. I think it's only like a quarter mile long. Like it's really not long at all, but like we were going so slow that it felt like it was longer than hell. 
and it's rocky terrain. Like they've removed all the tracks out of it and Jeeps and side by sides and stuff like that go through it. All fun, you know, but it gets dug out and water gets in there. And so you have these big giant standing pools of water. Okay. And uh, so we went through it, you know, and I do not recommend somebody on a motorcycle to go through it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, you always have to have, I would recommend somebody being there with you. Because there is a good possibility that you could down your bike and need help. Well, right. If you down it and you get water into the uh, compression chamber, mm-hmm. um, you're probably going to want somebody to help you push that, push that sucker out of there. So you can actually work on it because you're not going to want to work on it in the dark, like pitch black dark. So could you not see light on either side? No. So if you look behind you, you saw nothing. It kind of curved a bit. Okay. It kind of sounds really cool. Once you get to the middle of the curve, you can't see the end of either side of that tunnel. Okay. So you've been through it too. I have not, but I've seen the videos. I mean, it may even be like a half mile long. I do not know exactly. I'd have to actually try and measure it. But um, Oh, come on. It's not the first time you've measured things. Listen, <laughs> I can usually measure by my finger. Pinky. <laughs> That's the tip. Beep. <laughs> <laughs> But no, it was, it was good. It was a good time. Um, like we went through there. I've never seen any any, any uh, other videos of people going through on their motorcycles. You always see jeeps and side by sides. And there's other times that like the water's a lot deeper than what we went through, and that was pretty deep water, like going up almost halfway up my shins. And you know it hadn't rained in a while. Yeah, that's pretty deep. <laughs> so I wouldn't want to. You definitely can't take a bike through there right after it rains. No, no, not a good idea. But I would think it drains fairly quickly. Like after a day, it's probably drained down to where close to where we were at. Depending on how hard the rain is, yeah, I would say I would agree. But you know, you gotta have you have to have some like like seeping through the through the mountain and the walls and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, either way, uh, so we get through it, and it was all cool. You know, we sat there and talked for a second, and then I decided to uh, whiskey throttle my my ass <laughs> um, over this little hill. I didn't position myself for, uh, far enough forward. Uh, going up, I swear, it was like a three-foot, maybe four-foot embankment. My front end came up, shot me back. And I whiskey throttled it, came off the side of the other side of the trail. It was a good video. It did make for a good video. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Outside of my kickstand, I did not hurt my bike. Well, that's good. So that there, there's that. And it did land on a giant rock. <laughs> <laughs> if you'd all like to check out the video, it um I will have it posted publicly on uh, Bacon's Broken Bits, YouTube.com. Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. Tell me how stupid I was. It'll be great. (laughs) I will say that uh, kickstand definitely doesn't doesn't lay right with the bike anymore. No. 
no, no, no. It's bent back. It, it, it's still bent back. Like the very bottom of it's probably bent back a good inch, inch and a half. Warranty. Nope. No, no. The warranty will not take care of your stupidity. Yeah. Warranty does not uh, cover self-inflicted wounds. <laughs> but I did get something. Give me two seconds. Please keep on discussing. Okay. Well, so, he's talking about that. You catch me up. What have you been up to, Nash? Uh, really a bunch of nothing. Uh, Disney was cool. Enjoyed that. Uh, Jameson really enjoyed that. Um, and since I have been missing doing adventures and stuff so much now, I have actually been looking at these Honda CB500X because they don't make a 600X short enough for my stubby little legs. You gonna keep the uh, keep the other one? No, I'm gonna trade it or sell it off. Probably, I probably sell it off. You can probably sell it off fairly quickly. Yeah, I got some new uh, footboards coming in for it, so I'm just gonna replace the ones that are on there. So you're gonna give up the highway riding and stick to doing the other stuff. Oh, man, I can still do a little bit of highway riding, but at least with the CB500, I can go off-road, too, if I need to. Yeah, no, no. The CB500X can totally go off-road, can totally do highway miles. I mean, I got a buddy who's got a uh, CRF 200, mm-hmm. 250. And- oh, I keep forgetting you guys have different road capabilities or needs up there than what I have. Well, I mean, like, like if you're going to do interstate, it's 70, actually 80. And if you're actually doing 80, might as well up that up a little bit to 90. And <laughs> while you're at 90, round it up, do 100. Yeah, I mean, just... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, um, I mean, all your back roads, I mean, you're talking 50, 55 miles an hour. Yeah. And if you can't do that on 250, what's the point? I mean, you should be able to easily do it on a 500. It'll do oh, yeah. 55, 60 mile an hour from the twisties you guys got up there. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. 500 will handle everything we've got here. I would prefer a 650, but they don't make it in a 650. Have you looked and at the Versus? The reason I'm looking Nobody at wants a Versus the CB, Yeah, no. The reason I've been looking at the CB is because it's actually made for short people like me. The Africa Twin is still tall. Now, I could probably get a lowering kit for it, but it's double the cost of the CB. It's a CB500X? Yeah. Yep, CB500X. CB500X, brand new, out the door, is 7K plus tax. Now, you can also get a one for about four to five. Right. I I really like the scheme of the 2021s now. They look okay. good. That's really They've got a sharp looking bike. Because 2019 is when they started. They changed out the front wheel from a 17 inch to a 19 inch. So that really helped out the stability. Another thing that eh, it could be helped is they need to stiffen the um, suspension up for it. Because a lot of the reviews are saying that it's a little squishy. But they have kits out there and everything else. You can stiffen it up and all that stuff. 
stiffen it up, be a great off-road bike. Which I have no problem doing. The bike I really miss, I wish Honda would come back out with it, is the XL600. They quit making that bike, I think, in 87. But the XL600, it had plenty of power, torque, it was perfectly balanced. And it was a wheelie riding machine. It was a beast. But it looks like there's quite a bit of actually. Eh. I mean, you See, can they, get it up to just by remapping it, you can get it up to 57 horsepower. Oh, yeah. So they you started out in 2013. On it. Yeah, the CB500 came out in 2013. That was when they first introduced that bike. It had 17 inch wheels front and back, which really did not help the stability of it. The 2019 model is whenever they did an update to the bike. They remapped it, got a few extra horsepower to it, went from the 17-inch front wheel to a 19-inch front wheel, and there are a couple of other odds and ends as well. One thing I do like about that bike, the CB500X, is that your windshield has... Uh, two-position adjustment to it, so you can make it a high or a low, depending on what you want. And it's also got a bar in the top for, you know, you can put your bike accessories there above your uh, display as well. And they upped the suspension a little bit on those, didn't they? Um, I think the newer ones. Little, I thought it was a little bit more adjustable. I didn't say, uh, not, not like they're like oh, oh, yeah. chronically adjustable, but like they're... Like they, you can you can play with the pressure rebound a little bit more. You can play with it a little bit more. Uh, they also make a kit for them. I was telling Beamer whenever you stepped away, they uh, they make a stage one and a stage two kit. The stage two kit actually raises the bike up, but the stage one kit stiffens up everything and gives you a full adjustable on the fly type deal. But I'm sure there's probably some good aftermarket stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Okay, so there is. I just did a local search here in Texas on one of these. Dude, there's a 2014 down the road from here with 600 miles for 3500 bucks. Yeah, everybody's trying to sell off their old ones because they want the new ones now. They want the 2019 and up. Yeah, because you're still dealing with the 19, with the 17-inch front wheel. Correct. Everybody wants that but you wheel. Could, but uh, t- technically, you could still buy one of those old ones and still fit on a 19. Hell, you could put it on a 21-inch front wheel if you really wanted to. You could, yes. But the other big thing that everybody was wanting is because they did a remap on the engine and squeezed out about four or five more horsepower on it. So yeah, that's why. Anybody can do that. Any, anybody can yeah. do it with a lot of remaps. Yeah. Because they, they really didn't change the engine itself. Right. Well, you could change that. You could change I that out say, for your riding preference with sprockets with with a sprocket mm-hmm. change. So that oh, yeah. so that's not really a huge thing. No. And that'll who cares? You're not worrying about warranty anymore. So right, you can map it all you want. Yeah, I mean that's. But again, you're talking thirty five hundred bucks. I mean, dude. Yeah, you got all the extra. You got extra money to play with if you want to. Really. Yeah. No shit. I mean, not to mention money for luggage, riding gear, stuff like that. 
surprisingly yeah, you'll enough, need, luggage you'll and everything for it. I've looked at that. It's actually not that bad for that thing. Like the well, shad, shad bar for a top mount luggage rack was like a hundred dollars, and then the box and pads you can get for the sides and everything else. In total, you're looking about mm, maybe eight hundred to a thousand to have like both sides double XL shad that you can actually put a helmet in. Now you so, so now you're looking at hard luggage. Yeah. Okay. But it's detachable. But yes, hard luggage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. Stay away from the um, the shad bags, the uh, soft ones. Oh, I'm. Definitely, I'm staying away from soft anyway. But the uh, the black um, nylon bags that they've got out there, they talk about how great they are. The bags are great; they look good until they sit out in the sun, you know, mm-hmm. a month or two when you're riding it and everything else, and they go from being black to purple in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's going to be a lot of. Um, I mean, that's going to be that's going to be a lot of really. fabric kind of bags like that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, yeah, because everything's going to end up getting bleached. Yeah, but I will say, uh, apparently, so I just recently got uh, purchased my Moscow Moto bags. From oh, you did end up getting the Moscow Moto bags? Yes, I did. They. Oh, 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 let me tell you this. So, what was it? I think it was uh, Friday. Friday night, I get an email. Bing. Reckless 80, uh, Reckless bags are back in stock. And I looked at my wife, I was like, I'm sorry, but I have to get these right now. Because they go out of stack so fast, right? Mm -hmm. She's like, all right, fine. So I buy them. And just before I go to bed, I just have, I was like, you know what? Let me just go look at the site again real quick. When looked, it said sold out. Sold out. So yep. in a couple hours, they were sold out of their stock. Oh, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I've been getting um, email alerts from Brownells about ammunition and stuff like that because uh, several of the guns that I shoot are oddball cartridges. We'll call it that. And it'll be like, hey, the ammo's in stock. Oh, shit. Well, when I go to break here in a few minutes, I'll go ahead and I'll pick some up. You don't wait for a few minutes. No, if you wait until you got the update of, hey, we have this in stock, it's no longer in stock. Yep, because somebody else got that update faster than you did. Yep. And bought it up. And and that could be, and honestly, I wonder if some of that is gun stores, like gun shops, just saying, you know what? We need to buy it. We need to fill up our stock. It could be because a lot see, of the. I can't see that many single people like being like, oh, I need 50 boxes. Well, a lot of them are taking their ammo and selling it on, you know, the little trader sites and the. Oh, for, oh, for like twice the cost. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's not even the, the trader sites. Um, oh, shit. <laughs> it's one of those already. Uh-oh. What everybody <laughs> doesn't know is that somebody went and got Gentleman Jack to drink. Okay, so we are going to be here a while tonight. Have you guys seen the um, 
pictures coming out of Daytona? No, I haven't seen anything out of that. Not either. Are you about to light a tiki torch? Oh. <laughs> I thought you were about to burn shit in your new house. Oh, you remember this? This was my little uh, my trophy from, from Dangerous Dave. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so It needs a new battery. Yeah. So coming out of Daytona Bike Week, there's a young man who took one of the new Harley-Davidson live wires for a test ride. Oh. And he's sitting in a parking lot off the side of the road as the battery is smoking. Oh, shit. How the hell did he do this? Don't know. He took it for a test ride. And you can see the way he's dressed. He's not, well, I would expect he's not out there ripping it around. And they've got it governed because it's the test ride bike. And he's sitting off to the side, and you see him walking back and forth way too close to the bike. (laughs) And that thing has more smoke coming out of it. I was waiting for flame. All of the magic was let out of the wires. Everything. So, so first theory is, well, lithium-ion batteries. Uh Uh-huh. Um... Once they get broached, yep, they're going to start smoking. One or start fires. Yep, maybe something like that could have happened. We don't know. They, they turn into Ford cruise controls because it, of all the other light wires that are out there currently. We do not know of that. <laughs> no, we don't. Forgot. <laughs> God, that makes it even better now. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he tried to charge it with some sand in the, in the connection. Yeah, maybe he got sand in the connection. Maybe one of the batteries got wet. There's no telling. Yeah, I just know that you don't get all of the other information. All you see is you see a live wire with enough smoke coming out of there that you could roll it into a room and use it as smoke screen. Or, or here's the other thought. Maybe there was enough. Uh, one percenters <laughs> that were like that's one percenter one, one percenters that were like screw this electric shit and decided to try and set it on fire I don't know I mean there's any number of things that could happen there is and since we're talking about Harley I want to be the first one to come out and say I was 100% wrong about the new Harley motorcycle thank you about the I wanted to go ahead and say it. I expected that fucker to come in at a minimum of $27,000 and I was 10 K off. And I'm so glad that I am yep. because I want Harley to succeed. Yeah, I really There's do. No reason you want that. Anybody should ever want Harley to fail. I don't want any motorcycle company to fail No, because more bike companies that are out there means there's more competition. There's more mm-hmm. bikes. It's going to get drive the market to come up with better innovation, yep. lower prices, because they're all going to be competing. What they so, need to compete for is the short people market again. <laughs> they did. It's called a heritage soft tail. It's called any of their cruiser models. 
just yeah a cruiser model period is for short people but some of us short people like to take on go off road that's why they have a 150 it, no <laughs> i can walk faster than that thing can ride that's yeah, i'm that's, sorry i'm sorry you want a that's 125 that's the z125 and the uh the yeah, monkey and the i used to the have those when i was like eight Shh, you can still do it <laughs> and you haven't gotten much taller since then hey the circus no longer pays me all right so <laughs> no it's it's dude it is what it is i mean i would love to see more bikes come out and i'm glad harley did this and they they didn't come out with a cvo they came out with the base model which was 17 what was it bacon 177 179 uh, 1775, I think. And then the special. The special, the special starts at, at 19. The 19. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about fully equipped and fully outfitted. You're still cheaper. Than a BMW. Than a BMW GS. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, well, not a GS, a GSA. Hi, Jen. Hello, Jen. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I should have the bird. There's no lovey dovey when we're talking about motorcycles. Well, and I'm just, I'm so impressed that they did this. You're talking $23,000 <clears> add in luggage, add in gear. Because mm-hmm. now you can add in gear when you purchase your bike. You can get it all lumped into one. Well, well, well and here's something that Harley has done that no other manufacturer has done, right? So you have the ability to not only purchase their hard luggage, right? You you actually have soft luggage for this bike, right? Uh huh. No other manufacturer does that. They leave that all up to aftermarket. Yep. BMW, uh-huh. you can... You can get hard luggage from BMW because the cycle center, the place that's going to get my bike to work on it and where I buy my stuff from, I can get a fully outfitted BMW with all of the luggage and all of the bells and whistles, not counting my personal gear. So we're not talking a helmet. We're not talking jacket, pants, or boots. And it's $28,000 out the door. Yep. Plus TT and L. Mm-hmm. Harley did the exact same thing for less than 23. Well done, Harley. Well done. Pretty much so. Oh, and the I- great thing, too, is with Harley doing that, you get custom-made uh, furniture that fits on the bike properly. There's no having to customize it or modifications or anything else. You know it's yeah, going to work. Yeah, you're not getting the, um, what was it, the uh, the MC... It's a it's a Kawasaki part. It's a MC001. You can get it in red, blue, or black. Oh. Do you uh, guys know what I'm talking about? Go look at every KLR that was made and that people actually had ride. Are you talking about the doohickey? No, I'm not talking about the doohickey. I'm talking <laughs> about the milk crate. MC001, you can also get them behind any grocery store, and it's the big plastic milk crate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
MC001. You will still have people doing that. Oh, my God. That would be fucking hilarious to see a Harley with a milk crate bolted to the back end of it. I want to see that. I actually do want to see that now. But either way, either way. um, And with the new motor. Yeah. Yeah. The Revolution Max. Granted, I'm not buying one for two or three years. I'm not even going to look at getting one for two or three years. Because hopefully by that time, hopefully by that time, they put it in a middleweight in a lightweight. That would be nice. Because like you, I'm looking at off-road capability and I'm looking at, you know, I'm a big motherfucker, but I don't want to pick up a fucking 900-pound motorcycle off the ground. But that's not, but once again, let's go back to that. It is How much still it? under a BMW GS. Mm-hmm. How much does it weigh? The 1250. Uh, the 1250 weighs, uh, f- was it 550? But uh, fully fully laden, mm-hmm. uh, it is. So the original, like like the base model. Now, would that be a North American or an African? <laughs> Whoa, European. <laughs> That's what it was. It was an African or European. <laughs> so no. Um, so let me. I, I'm pull, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, I, I think that flew over his head. Yeah, I don't think he got the laden swallow. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I understand my Monty Python references. Right now I'm trying to pull up specs, motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Multitask, motherfucker. Uh, Well, I don't I I don't know. Ah! (laughs) What's your favorite color? Red. Blue. Oh, blue. Oh, green. Pan America weight. Let me let, let me just look at the weight. I don't want to even look at the entire. <clears throat> so if we're looking at Pan America weight, it is not pulling up just as. Okay. Here we go. It says 534 pounds. And that's the special. That's the special. 530. That's that's still a chunky bitch, but... It's a chunky bitch, but dude... It's still lighter than a lot of other bikes out there. That's a lot lighter than a lot of bikes. It is. And that's be, and that's still before everybody adds on all the junk that they put on. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I believe uh, so. So that, heard, that becomes a pretty nimble bike, really. At that, yeah, for that size, yes. So um, I remember, was it about two years ago now? My I went up with my dad to Iowa to go see my son, and uh, we went. We saw. We, we got there, stopped at the hotel, and we were walking up, getting ready to go eat. And we ran into these guys carrying some motor luggage, right? How much so did you talking? say? How much did you say that the uh, did it weigh? Uh, the base, I believe. Okay, so the special says uh, it's five fifty nine for the special. Okay. the The standard is five thirty four. Okay, so it's four pounds. The standard is four pounds less. 
than the GS 1200. What about the GSA? Okay, go on with your story. I'll look at it on that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, so we come up on these two guys. They're carrying in like ADV bags and just five seventy nine. Five seventy nine, still yep. a lot lighter. That's like twenty pounds lighter. Yep. But that's also when we're talking about a lot of gas. There's a big difference there. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, either way, so I ran up. Uh, so we were walking down the hallway. These two guys come walking up with ADV bags and some backpacks and stuff like that. And we're like, "Hey, where'd y'all come from?" Blah blah blah. We just came riding in from Tennessee. This and that. Turns out these two guys are engineers for Harley Davidson on the Pan America. Nice. Oh, nice. Um, they were on their way to Colorado for a meetup and, uh, like, like with, with Harley Davidson, it was a whole, it was all part of their work and stuff like that. And, uh, so they went and did that. And so I was talking to them for a bit. We went to, we went to the restaurant, they came out and we were still talking to them and, they told us that Cycle World was going to throw them a damn party, like all food, all drinks included, if they could get that thing under 150 pounds. Oh, wow. I'm guessing they, I'm guessing they had their party. Like, I'm going to have to email, like, Cycle will be like, hey, did you guys ever give uh, HD their party for uh, making that thing lighter than pretty much every other Badass, big adventure bike out there. <laughs> but no, um, I still got the guy's number, and I, I you know, I, I need to get a hold of him and be like, "Hey, now that the Pan America's out, let's do a little bit of an interview." You got their contact info. I do have one of the guys' contact info. You should see if we could get him on here. That's what I'm looking at. Cool. So I'm going to try and do that because that would be awesome. That'd be fantastic. Talk about some legitimacy. Cause he was not also, actually- cause he was also an engineer on, if I believe, if, if I remember, uh, now mind you, this was a couple of years ago. Um, he was part of the live wire. He was not head on the live wire, the Pan America. He was one of the heads of. So, It'd be, it'd be interesting to see like where he's at with that. That would be great and see if there's anything he can probably not talk about <laughs> due to oh. NDAs. I mean, it's not like we have a listener listenership. We kind well, of do not, this for our own well, entertainment. Also, I mean, let's just let's just face the facts. The bike is out now. So it's not like there's a whole lot he can't give, right? No, but since he'd the be bike able is to- out, now he can dope divulge in anything that he really wants yeah to. and we could actually it'd be actually kind of pretty fun to just talk to him and be like hey so what led to the development and the little hiccups that they've run across mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Uh, and how did you come up with like the front end like the lights and all that why does it look like an angry cylon <laughs> look 
you look at it as an angry Cylon. I look at it as somebody shrunk a road glide fairing. <laughs> that's actually very accurate. And I well, wonder if that's what the ideal was. I think I think it was because that's the way it looks to me. It definitely has the shark nose look. Yeah. And that was their quote unquote, you know, uh, trophy bike. Hmm. So that yeah. kind of truly makes sense to me. I mean, that's how Polaris was doing the uh, the special edition Indians. Oh, 1950-era trains? No, not the, <laughs> not that special. <laughs> Do you guys, I don't know if you guys remember, because you're not Polaris people. Uh, I happen to like a lot of their stuff. But did you guys notice that the, um, the new Indian, uh, the Streetlight version, I don't know what, the, the Chieftain? Yeah, it's the Chieftain. The one that looks like the uh, street glide. Yes, the street glide, not the not the road glide. The street yeah. glide. Yeah. That's the Chieftain. They have a Chieftain Elite that they only make like 500 of or 200 of them. If you look at the colors and the way those things are set up, it's nothing more than the bike builder competition from the year before. And they just kind of go, well, who had the best colors? And who had the best little accent and design? Yeah, those are going to be the ones that we need to copy for next year so we don't have to come up with anything new. So they're copying Harley, like, to the T. Imitation is the best flattery. Well, that's exactly what they did. True. I mean, I'm sorry. When they they updated the front, the, uh, the cowling, that front fairing on the Chieftain... Uh huh. I couldn't tell you. I was like, I looked at that. I was like, oh my god, seriously, it is literally a street glide. <laughs> yeah, the chieftain is a copy of the street glide, and just like the uh, the challenger is it a copy of the road glide. Yes. Granted, they come in several thousand dollars cheaper, but I think the- no, 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 not several thousand, not at all. Uh, okay. No. Oh no, no no no! It may come in several thousand dollars cheaper, but you also have uh, there are no there's no engine guards, there's no tour pack, there's no a whole lot of crap on that bike. Yes, the the chieftain does not have engine guards, and it does not have a tour pack. Because That's if you wanted the tour it. pack, then you would go ahead and go get the. Um, whatever the couch glide thing that uh, but it has nothing on it no 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 it literally has nothing on it it doesn't have anything on it it is a bare bones and I remember when they first came out with that stupid bike and there was not even a tour pack available for that bike there still isn't is there really not no is this two years later and they still do not have a tour pack available Uh, as far as I know they do not have a tour pack available for it yet they also do not make a seat on that thing for someone as big as me. Okay, okay, Polaris. Look, look, I'm going to speak directly to Polaris at this moment. What the fuck are you thinking about? <laughs> like seriously, you're trying to take market from somebody who has touring, <clears throat> has touring prowess, prowess. Yeah, 
yet you're not giving them the touring ability. Just mm-hmm. lay down and fucking die, please. Get out of it. Stop trying to do it. Well, I've I've said for years that they screwed up when they got rid of the uh, the end when they got rid of victory. They screwed up, but I understand why they did it. No, no, I don't no. have to agree with it. I understand it. Okay, okay. Why? Okay, let me hear your understanding of why they did that. You have Polaris who owns Indian and Victory. And you had Victory that had a more modern and more angular look, but it was competing against their heritage brand of Indian. And it was taking a market share away from Indian. So they shut down Victory in order to put more time, more money, and more, hopefully more customers over to Indian. Now, the problem with that being is there's a lot of people who were very pissed off, Victory owners, who said, fuck Polaris, I'm never having anything to do with them ever, ever again. Yep. And for every person that says that, there's another person who has walked into a Harley-Davidson dealership and said, hey, I want to get a new Harley. And the sales guy goes, well, they're over there. Wrong. I'm going to actually correct you on that real quick. Because every single Harley-Davidson dealership I've ever walked into, everyone, and I don't know these weird people, somehow, these weird-ass people, where this comes from, that a dealer does not want to deal with you, is like, hell yeah, 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 go ahead, go look. No, no, no. They're not like the uh, walk into a Macy's and... They're going to be up your ass be like, hey, would you like this scent? Would you like this scent? No, no, no. But they will talk to you and they'll be cool with you. The only problems I've ever had personally at an at a Harley Davidson dealership was when I owned a Harley and I took it in to have some work done to it. Okay. And they get it in there at the shop and the guy looks at me and goes, hey, do you want a free estimate on your bike? If you were to trade it in, I looked at him. I went, no, you're working on it. Why do I need an estimate? Why do I want to know how much it's worth to trade in? Well, we thought you would want to, considering the age of your bike, want to trade up. Why would I want to trade up? I'm in here not to get up. And this is a guy who works back there in the back in the service department was pushing a new bike. Then you have the other guys that you have a couple of them. One of them we like to refer to around here locally as the poor man's Tommy Lee. (laughs) (laughs) And if you look at him, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. He's one of the biggest posers I've ever seen. I watched him uh, when I redid my motorcycle safety course. It had been a while since I've been been to one. And I went, you know what? I'm going to go take a basic class just because I haven't done it in a decade or two. So I'm going to go to this basic class, and I spend the weekend doing a basic class. And I watch this guy get out of a Kia Sportage, and he fixes his pant legs and tucks them into his combat boots that he's got unlaced, and then he fixes the leg. So one of the pant legs kind of hangs out a little bit on the side. 
And then he makes sure he's got on all of his fingers. He puts all of his rings on and he kind of flexes his fingers, opens and closes his fist to make sure he can do that. And then he fixes his flat brim hat and pushes it off to the side. And then he puts his motorcycle wallet with the chain on it that hangs down to his knee. And then he does the, I've been riding for six and a half years, nonstop limp inside. And I went, are you fucking kidding me? Did he carry his pimp, pimp cup and cane with him as well? No, he did not have a pimp cup and a cane. But you look <laughs> at him and you go, wow, dude, you should have gone easy on the coke like 10 years ago. <laughs> All right. So whatever. You're gonna but find again, this is, this is the local dealership for Harley Davidson that I have an <laughs> issue with. It has nothing to do Whatever. with Harley you know Davidson. I've seen, that, I've seen that at multiple dealerships. That has nothing to do with just Harley. Yeah, that's that's everywhere. Well, see, I don't see that when I go down to the BMW slash, you know. Um, I will say. Oh, no, 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 no. Those guys are wearing. Okay. I'm surprised they don't have fucking monocles. <laughs> no, those guys are at the at the local power spirits shop. These guys are all wearing polo shirts. They're wearing either jeans or they're wearing shorts because, hey, we're in fucking Texas and it gets to be 127 degrees in the show. They're in their Abercrombie and Fitch ready to go play golf. Yep. What's wrong with golf? I like playing golf. Uh, You know what? If you like playing golf, you know what? You haven't thrown enough clubs. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't thrown any clubs yet. See, that's your fail right there. Just just you wait. It'll happen. Just just do it. Just one. The first one would be riveting. Nash's video. I, have to I might, ju- I might just go buy like some cheap ass clubs and just throw one. Just would you like mine? No, I'm gonna pick some up. Oh, okay. Well, uh, you I know, don't know if I have go a to Facebook. Go on Facebook. Somebody would be giving them off for cheap. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. <laughs> that video may be gone, Bacon. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, that video of you throwing the club. It could very well be gone. That's sh- no, it's it's somewhere because I've seen it recently, and yeah, no, I know it's around. Okay, well, if you've seen it, I don't know. I don't have it anywhere locally stored anymore because the it's phone somewhere. I had it on is gone. So it may be on. It's, it may just be on Facebook somewhere. May have to get you to pull that. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> oh, there he goes again! Oh, look. Bacon throws his club. <laughs> the club went farther than the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I was so pissed. <laughs> we could tell. <laughs> no. Yeah, I wasn't even there, and I'm like, wow. Well, for so many years, we've heard the story of Bacon throws clubs. Just nobody's ever seen it. What just so happens, I'm out there that day. I'm not playing golf because I'm not a golfer. But I am a damn good cameraman, and I know when to get the shot. Yes, you were. <laughs> oh, and he got it all. Oh, we got the setup, the lineup, and the pitch all in one. Oh, it was beautiful. That's fantastic. Yep, you. I think you were waiting for it. <laughs> you I was. It happened. <laughs> I saw it, especially when you dropped the club and just gripped it real tight. I'm like, yes. Yes, Here it comes. let the hate comes. flow through you. <laughs> let the 
hate flow. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. So. Chad. Yeah. So you went riding with uh, John. Yeah. So I get a text message on a Saturday evening. We just got back from a funeral. I'm kicked back in front of the TV, watching TV. And I get a text message from John going, hey, you feel like riding tomorrow? And I look at my phone and I look at the wife and I went, if that motherfucker tells me he is in Texas, I'm going to (laughs) be fucking pissed because he should have told me beforehand he was coming. And I sent him a text back going, I could. Where are you? And his response is, I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, so he's got a Texas seat. Yeah, be pissed. Yep. I was like, you're like two and a half hours, two hours away from here. Do you need a place to crash? Got room for you here. He's like, no, I'm, I'm good. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll meet you at the state line, buddy. Oh, Jesus. And every time, I would like to point this out, every time I have ridden with John, every single time, it has rained. When he rode down here for MotoGP, <laughs> when John went and iron-butted so, down from where he lives down to Texas for MotoGP, he got here, we had, out of four days, we had two days where it was good enough to rain, they actually you blame everything on John. They canceled the race and did a late start on a Saturday. And then we're talking about canceling the parade lap before he got here. No rain. The day he left rain gone. The next so, time he blew through here, he kind of was go- on his trip to California. He came through Texas and he had to stop and stay because he brought the rain from the fucking East Coast with him. So what you're saying is when we went to our trip on Teleco, it was all his fault. It was all John. It was was all because of John. (laughs) Every time I've ridden with him, (laughs) you better have rain gear because it's going to fucking rain. You know what? I am actually not far from that. I actually believe that. Very damn you know what? He needs Start to get thinking about it. Then. It's either the spider or it's John. Uh, you know what? Start with one and then work on the other. Oh, sweet holy shit. You know what? It's starting to get warm again. We'll three take a trip to Teleco and see if it rains. And just not tell John. Yep. Oh, he doesn't come. Tell no, everybody he's not else. allowed to come. Yeah, no, tell everybody else but John. It'll be the warmest, <laughs> driest weekend we've ever come across. It, the dragon will be empty, but dry. There, will, there will be no one there. It'll be perfect. <laughs> we'll get the action hero shots on every single one of the turns for every single one of us. We'll probably spend $500 a piece on those Chad, pictures. Chad? <laughs> yeah? You're going to have to learn how to lean on your bike first. Fuck you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Our shit ain't flat and straight. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm so sorry, but I'm not sorry. 
next time I come up, I'm going to bring the victory because I can lean that fucker over. If you can lean the victory over, you should be not with that shock like it is. You should be able to lean. Well, no, no, no. We're getting there. (laughs) Yeah, I was I was on one of the victory owner groups pages, and somebody goes, "Just keep filling it with oil. You'll be fine." Ouch! No, I'm like, uh, no. It's like, and where do you ride, and how often do you ride? I I tend to, you know. You don't want to put your hand underneath the floorboards on that victory. I'm talking it's, about the other guy. No, they have to take yeah, the, half the bike just to get the shocks. Yeah, they yeah. really do. It's I watched a video on to replace that um, to replace the shock today. Uh, Witch doctors did a video on it, and I went, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm not doing this." <laughs> it's like there's a whole lot of trouble that I, I can see why 1700 rear, just became worth it. <laughs> The computers on one side have to come off. The tip-over switch on the other side has to come off. The rear fender has to come off. The tire has to come out. Granted, he could have taken the rear fender off just to make it easier to film. Wait, wait, wait. Is, is, is it a single? Uh, is, yes. Is it single? It's a single. Oh, screw that. On did, a yeah, did you bike. see the picture that There's he sent earlier? There's absolutely no reason to do that on a touring bike. You should yeah. see the picture that he sent earlier, Bacon. Like that thing, that's one hell of a damn shock. It is. No, no, I saw the shock, but there's absolutely no reason. No, no, no. You know what? Do as Harley has done. One shock on either side of the damn fender, and be done with it. Because yeah. once you have to take apart half the bike just to get one shock out of there. I mean, yeah, this thing looks like it coming came off a car. Yeah, no, no, not worth it. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> massive. It, that listen, sucker is huge. Listen, I could spend $1,200, right, for a Harley, uh, for a progressive Harley. 800 Dude, when I put new progressive shocks on the Road King, when I put new progressive shocks on my Road King, I went from the standard uh, air shock system because I didn't like it. I didn't like the way it ride or road i didn't like anything about it i even had the little special pump and you sit there and put the 60 pounds of air and you readjust i went to progressives and i don't remember which ones i went with but i went with a good i didn't get the top of the line but i didn't get the fucking cheap ones either i did it myself it took me an afternoon not even an afternoon took me a couple hours to do it and i want to say i spent less than 400 dollars yeah you don't do use a mono shock. You do not use a mono shock on a touring bike. No, not 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 something that has like bags and ten million things on the outside of it. Yeah, work agreed. everything around that. That way, because it's something you're going to have to treat. So do not make it so that you have to tear it apart. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Hey, by the way, Chad. Yeah. So my buddy who also had a cross, who had a cross country as well. Yeah. Just recently uh, sold that and bought a road glide. He's more happier than he could ever damn well be. 
Dude, I was going to get a road glide. I really was. I didn't like the victory worked out better. It was set up already. It's the only reason why I bought it. It was already set up the way I was going to do it. And I like the color. They didn't have that color for what I wanted for a Harley. That's it. I'm not brand loyal. I'm not going to sit here and go, well, I can't fucking stand Harley. No, I can't stand the Harley dealership close to my house. But there's fucking nine of them in the Metroplex. Pick one. I don't have yeah, a problem with Harley. There's good people everywhere. It's just easy yeah. to find the one. Yeah, it, there, there's... It doesn't matter what... It, uh, like, okay, so I went to uh, Castle Power Sports. Mm-hmm. And I... Where... Nash, where you got your bike. Yep. And I vowed to never buy a bike from there. Because I went there to go test ride a couple of bikes... And they said, well, it's raining, so you can't go ride. You can't test ride these bikes. That's fair enough. Well, it hadn't rained in over four or five hours. I can understand where they're coming from, though, because out in Goodless or Madison, where they're at, they have so many stupid people that have actually wrecked on bikes. Uh, but they actually have a track. They say, you go here, you go here, you go here. Yeah, people don't do that. I wouldn't. Okay, well, then you know what? Then that comes on that. Then you break it, you buy it. It's that simple clause. Should be, yes, but it was just a whole... It raised their insurance premiums and everything else because they had to file the claims. Actually, it shouldn't because you break it, you buy it. Well, they had to file a claim. They filed a bunch of claims and stuff like that. You don't get a broken down price. You buy it at the full price that they were selling it at. Well, that's taking into account that you're a responsible adult, unlike a lot of people who are out there who take something and they test ride it and then they break the shit out of it. And they mm-hmm. go, yeah, it overheats. Either that or the case is that even though, yes, you break it, you bought it, but the dealership still owns that bike. They haven't uh, delivered that bike to you yet, even on paper. No, there's a reason that they have your driver's license number, your insurance, all that. All that gets taken into effect. So, therefore, your insurance has to end up paying for your wreck on their bike. Should. No, no, no. Should, but a lot of them don't because it's... They, well, there's still a loophole to them. Yeah. I'm sure there probably is, but at the same time, <clears throat> it shouldn't be a, that big of an issue. I agree. I, it shouldn't. But I agree with, with you. So many stupid people, they have to take measures to protect themselves too. So, yeah. Now, if they're talking about, well, it rained. Mind you, the roads are dry. Dry. If the roads are dry and they're saying, no, you can't test ride a bike because it's raining, I mean, that kind of goes to the whole thing. I mean, I had a friend of mine who went down to the local power sports place with a you know, motorcycle endorsement. He sold his bike. He still had his motorcycle endorsement. They're like, we need a copy of your motorcycle insurance. He's like, I don't own a motorcycle. Well, until you have motorcycle insurance, you can't test ride a bike. And he's looking at him going, well, I'm not buying a bike until I get a chance to test ride it. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that's it. We can't do this until you show us motorcycle insurance. And he's like, well, I'm not going to get motorcycle insurance 
because they won't give me insurance on a motorcycle that I don't own. And they've, they've kind of dealerships are kind of stuck like that. Harley, on the other hand, they're self-insured. Yeah. Harley's self-insured. They, they self-insure that shit. I guarantee it. Yeah, they do. And they'll sit back and they'll go, well, if you want to take it for a ride, fuck, go have a nice day. We'll see you in a bit. Let me get a copy of your driver's license. I mean, they don't even look around here to see if you've got a motorcycle endorsement. They're like, yeah, let me have a copy of your insurance or your uh, driver's license. Hell, when I went to Castle Sports, Castle Motorsports, and I bought that bike, they didn't check mine either. Well, you already bought it pretty much. Yeah. They're not going to check shit. Much, yeah. But then you have, you have someone like myself who has bought numerous bikes from the local power sports place, and I can walk in there and go... Hey, um, and I can find the owner or the managing partner and go, Hey, Carlos, I wanted to take one of the victories out, but, uh, they told me they don't have one prepped for test rides and he'll look at me and this has actually happened. He looked at me and he said, hang on a sec. And he grabbed a sales guy and he went, go prep this bike for this man to take for a test ride now. Oh shit. (laughs) Hell yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'm feeling balling right now. But, yeah, I it it's a different culture. I mean, I completely get it. They're not going to let me go take a fucking fire blade out for a test ride. Well, then you're at the wrong place, sir. Well, <laughs> I don't How know. How many if I wanna... tickets do you have on your license? Uh, <laughs> I don't have any right now because I've been lucky. Oh, wait, I did get that one, but that was several years ago. By the way, did y'all see my camel toe? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) New kickstand, huh? That's my new kickstand. (laughs) Like it. Like it. That looks a lot thicker than the original kickstand. Oh, yeah. That's what she said. It's not aluminum. Oh, that's a metal? Yeah. Very nice. That's yeah. steel. Yep. It's heavy. But it, that's, oh my God. That's going to be a lot like, better kickstand yep. than what you've got for sure. I'm going to take a picture of the, of the original, of the OEM spring against the spring that they sent with it. And you guys are going to be like, holy shit. Yeah, bigger. Oh my God, the size of it. It's, that's what she said. It's so big. <laughs> Oh, man. It's got that girth to it, huh? Oh, yeah. It does look very girthy. Oh, it's girthy. <laughs> so, oh, anything else? Let's see here. Nash, you and I went for a ride not too long, uh, just the other day. We did, indeed. Where'd you guys go? Just local roads. Oh, nice. All around where we could find here. Well, as far as we could go down some of them. As far as the shadow wanted to go down some of them. <laughs> and if I had better tires, I would have took the shadow down them. <laughs> but. No, I figured it was a little bit, if they got a little bit too hairy. Because, um, so we went down and we That's hit. That's a heavy damn bike. And in Hickman County, a lot of your back roads turn into dirt roads. 
<laughs> that's where Dirt Road Anthem came from. Oh, it's that's so true. That does so, uh, so once they started getting a bit hairy, we said, um, that's probably time to turn around. And we spent most of our day turning around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a good time. It happens. Were you riding with... Uh... Were you riding with Ted from Motorcycle Men? Because he's got this unnearing ability, apparently, to find all the dirt roads. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Um, I need you to uh, go on Google Maps and look up uh, around Hickman County, Tennessee. The majority of the roads there are dirt roads. Like red clay dirt. The you shit picked that a bad place to go riding. The shit that doesn't come out. Well, we were just kind of like that's, going and like, oh, hey, let's go down this way. Oh, yeah. oops. I mean, that's our neighbors. Literally. Like, yeah, it's one county over. That's it. And it just happened to be, that's what it was. <laughs> 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 but it was a lot of fun. Either way, it was a lot That's of fun. Good. It was. And uh, we had a good time. Groovy. So, and once he gets his new bike and he's able to do a little bit more off-road instead of, you know, needing to sell his bike and mm-hmm. lay it down. And play with it. Oh, well. And cuddle it. That's your penis. Yep. And call oh, yeah. it George. I'm looking at this Rally Raid Level 2 suspension package that it would make it more of an off-road beast and actually what I'm used to riding off-road like when the uh, the way the XR650s and all that stuff is it does still be great for my short little legs you really should get it trade in the old bike get a new one I'm gonna sell the old bike and get this one. There you go. I'm already. It's already in the plan. I'm just. That's about a thousand dollars more that you get out of it if you sell it per, in, in a personal sale. Shit, it's probably two thousand dollars more in a yeah, personal yeah, sale. Yeah, I doubt that much. Probably more like a thousand. What year is it? Two thousand six. Seven fifty. Yeah. Mm, mileage. My, uh. Right at 30, I think. A little less, maybe. Tire's good? Uh, the rear tire oh. is. I'm going to replace the front tire. Well, if it's... And fork seals aren't leaking, right? No, everything's solid on the bike. Pass that. Good. You should be able to get 2500 for that. Easy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've seen some going for 3000 Put it at three. Somebody offers you twenty eight or 25 Take it. Yeah. No, I agreed. Man, it's a great bike. It's fun, but well, I miss the woods. <laughs> it, it's it's a great bike if you, that's what you're needing, right? And it sounds like you're evolving in a rider and becoming more of a ADV kind of like bacon over there. Well, I'm just going back to my roots because I started off in the woods. Join the ADV. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Batman over here. You're going to enjoy the ADV and you're going to like it. I mean, I've been looking at Africa Twins and all kinds of shit. See, I started off with 
Well, my first bike I ever rode was a uh, Honda Big Red, the three-wheeler. But that was before I could walk. My first dirt bike I had was a Honda XR50. So that's what I started with. That's what I grew up on. And then I graduated from the 50 to an XL200. And then, or no, 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 I'm sorry. I went with a Honda Fat Cat. I don't know if you've ever seen a Honda Fat Cat. There's a reason it's called Fat Cat. It's slow. The tires are freaking huge. It, it looks like Batmobile. Nice. Like the Batmobile uh, motorcycle. What is it? The mm-hmm. Omaha TW200? Uh, let's see here. I think that's what it is. The, T, the TW200. Where it's got those super, like it's a super small bike. Mm-hmm. Oh, with the big fat tires on it. Yeah, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a. I want to say. Yeah, the TW two hundred. Yeah. That's cool little bike. So let's see here. Messages. It's got like it's like it's got like crap for horsepower, but it'll fucking pull you through anything. All right, so I just sent y'all a picture of the Honda Fat Cat I had. Oh my god, why is your sister so fat? <laughs> yeah, I was like the TW. Yeah, I was like the TW two hundred. Yeah, so that's the second bike that I had. Then I had an XL200. After that, I went from the XL200 to an XR650L on-road, off-road. But the reason I got rid of that was because it was so blame tall. It was made for somebody that's like 6'4". It was made for Boomer. Well, of course it was. So, you know, pretty much a dune bike. So it was fun. I loved riding it. It was great through the woods. I can, you know, hop over trees and everything else. Literally huge ass trees. You know, you just pop wheelie, kick up the back, jump over it, you're good to go. But because it was so tall, it was just hard to get on and off of. So mm-hmm. sold that. And then I got a Honda CBR 900 rr Rode that for a while. Did the crack rocket world. Got rid of that because there was just problems with it because the previous owner sucked and I didn't know what the issues were and I was moving. So it was this whole big ordeal. I said, fuck it. I want one of those. Your picture just came in. I want oh, one yeah. of those fat Honda cats. Fat cat. God, I want one of those to ride around my neighborhood. Yeah. It's like the TW, it, well, it's like the TW200. Yeah. I mean, they're a blast. They really are. I mean, they're torquey as hell. They're not quick, but they're fun. Until you start going through a creek, and then you've got so much air in the tires, it actually makes you flip. Uh, oops. Yeah. A friend of mine flipped mine. It was fun. But then I got the uh, Shadow Arrow out here. Because I, I felt like I wanted a cruiser. I've been on every other type of bike there is. Mm-hmm. So I got the cruiser. But my home is, you know, adventure. Bacon, doesn't this conversation sound familiar? Yes, it does. This is one of our, before you joined us on the podcast, we actually spent an entire cast going on here 
about how Bacon was looking at switching to ADV and how you mature as a rider and you go back and you go back and forth and you see it in a lot of people who will go from they're riding little bitty dirt bikes when they're a kid and then they go to so much shit. You're like, okay, I can ride I can ride roads only so often. Right. It's the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. You know what? I'll go from East Coast to West Coast. A lot of it is the same thing. Yeah, you get a little bit of different scenery. Sure. Cool. But it's mostly the same thing. But you don't mm-hmm. have a challenge. Yep. This is this is all yeah. pretty much just what we were talking about. Of You can only do so many things with, again, your big heavy cruiser bike. Mm-hmm. That you see so many of it. Granted, around here you see a lot of ass jewelry, and the ass jewelry is the guy who's got the fucking Ultra Glide Classic. That's got, you know, he's lucky if it gets five hundred miles a year on it because mm-hmm. he takes it out for bike night and he takes it out for the toy run once a year. Maybe does two toy runs. Don't want to put too many miles on it because, you know, we got to keep those miles down for resale. Resale mm-hmm. value. Yep. I told you what I I told you what I do you remember Bacon what I told you what I told that coworker of mine about his? Yes. About not riding his bike? Yes. It's like it's like saving your wife for somebody else. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. not fucking your wife, so so it'll be she'll be fresh for somebody else. And that's that's another th- reason why I want to go with the five hundred X. I want a bike that I want to be able to keep around for a while. And I'm gonna use it and I'm gonna abuse it. A five hundred would I mean, that's why I was looking at the T7 is because if I'm going to get an ADV bike, I want something that I know I'm going to drop it. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to pick the fucker up. Right. Yeah, You don't want something yes. that you're going to spend $20,000 plus on and be afraid to scratch it on a tree limb. Bacon, who's that ADV rider um, who bought the brand new BMW GS and went out in the parking lot? He's one of the riders and one of the famous guys. He bought a brand new... BMW GSA. I do not remember his name, but I do remember. Yeah, he he, he bought it. He went out and, and kicked it over. He kicked it over. He kicked it over. He picked it back up and let it fall onto the other side. And when everybody went, what did you do that for? You've scratched your bike. And he said, now I don't have to worry about scratching it up. And I can go have fun. It's true. I mean, I, I probably wouldn't go to that extreme, but no, that's, that's true. It, it does make sense. I agree. It's I mean, I'm not going to kick a bike over and, you know, put a big dent in the tank or whatever else. But, you know, he didn't end up. If I'm going through the woods, I don't care if a tree hits it as long as it doesn't hit me. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's why I said I want to keep my victory because it's a good highway eating bike. I mean, mm-hmm. it can eat the miles. And if we can get into the probably here in the next couple of minutes, we'll get into the podcaster's challenge kind of thing and uh, figure out how we're going to do that. But you want something with me living in Texas. Do what? I said no strategy. Yeah. Oh, okay. No strategy. What's a strategy? Oh, I got you. We're not. (laughs) We're not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I I got you. We'll we'll talk over text. Yeah. No, well, I'll ex- we'll explain it to you over text. Okay. 
Um, the the whole thing of being able to eat miles and just go places and travel on the bike. Yeah, that's great. But again, it gets old real quick. I don't want to. I mean, I rode it to work today. And the first thing I did is I cranked it up and I took off out of the neighborhood. Well, at five o'clock in the morning, the sound of that big twin echoing off the houses around here. I'm surprised when I got home, I didn't have one of my neighbors knocking on the door going, hey, can we talk about your motorcycle? It's kind of loud this morning. That's the other thing. I like with the back with the butt end of my gun. Yeah, I like Bacon's bike because it is so quiet. That's the other reason why I like the 500 as well is because they did in the reviews that I've watched and everything else. It's got a little bit lower tone. Mm-hmm. than the Tenere 700, so it's got that more manly tone to it. But it's not that I'm going to ricochet and rattle pictures off the wall tone. You know, It's still a very quiet bike that you can barely hear. So that hey, way that's, you, you're not that's breaking the sound barrier and stuff. So definitely something I would I'm leaning more into again. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, when I hear that whirring... Like, what <laughs> from the chain. What's that little worrying sound? It's like, I've never yeah. heard this before. What is this? <laughs> yeah, that FJ is something else when you get it going down the road because all you hear you don't you don't hear the you don't hear the rumble of that mo- that mm-hmm. motor. You don't hear that roar of that coming off that V twin. You hear zzz of the chain. You hear the motor, and it's just winding up. Yeah. I love that triple. People don't riding, like him. riding a couple of feet behind Bacon, it sounds like a bumblebee. Like his bike, you can't <laughs> hear the exhaust. It sounds like a damn yin yang rice burner bumblebee. Oh, that's great. I can't wait to ride next to this thing. That's going to be fantastic. <laughs> well, I may have a new, I, I, may, I may have a new exhaust. Because I do need to lift the exhaust, and because it does bend in. Yeah, it'll be fine. You say it'll be fine. No, no. I need an exhaust that's not going to bend in on me when I drop it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's what I meant. You'll you'll be fine. You get a new exhaust on it, and it'll be good to go. Well, part of that is the entire exhaust system has to be changed out. Does it oh, still shit. have like the silencer set up to it? Well, no. Like, like the silencer and midpipe all have to be changed out. So it all depends on which system I want to work with. Uh I would definitely recommend keeping the quiet profile. Well, I like, I, I honestly, I love the quiet profile. Yeah. And honestly, most with that engine, um, most of the aftermarket, uh, silencers on it. Like when you're just at like a cruising speed or just like idling, they're pretty mm-hmm. quiet. It's only like right. wrap it out that they start getting loud. Mm hmm. So that also makes that. a big difference, too, because, I mean, when you're trying to hear something through your headphones or whatever else in your helmet, instead of going, oh, what the hell was that? Because I was changing gears and the damn thing was so loud, I couldn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, we had that. At, we experienced that Sunday where I couldn't hear what John was saying because the bike was too loud. The wind was too loud. Mm-hmm. And John was just asking me if we were going to get any more snow. In the ear earplugs. I was wearing them. I mean, I yeah, used the. Uh, I was using the no noise earplugs. 
No, 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 no. I'm talking about like. Um, oh, like, for the for the intercom. Funds. Like like plug phones. Okay, I got you. Yeah, the, the ones that are that are actually like they're plugs, but they're also headphones, silence earbuds, headphones. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Flipping awesome. Yeah, I might have to look into getting a set of those. They're not the most comfortable things in the world. I will tell you that. Uh, depending on what you get, though. Okay. No, no, they are not. It, it, whether or not you put the foam or the uh, rubber ones, they are not comfortable. Neither of them are. Okay. I've got a product that I picked up, and I was going to do a review on them. And I can definitely tell you, as a motorcycle rider, these things are not worth the money to go buy. And those are those. Remember, what? iPhones. iPhones are great. Shut the fuck up. No, they're horrible. <laughs> they're horrible. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was perfect. <laughs> he just like. Thank <laughs> you. Hey, you guys. Do what? He's like, thank you guys. And the my phone. I'm out of here. No, I'll just flat out tell you, fuck you. <laughs> but anyway, I ordered these from Axel, and they make uh, ear protection. They make this thing called a Ghost Strike. It's for uh, shooting. And I put them on. They're supposed to be, you know, they enhance your hearing. They're the electronic uh, noise protection. Look like this. Okay, they're in the ear. They're, oh, so yes, they're in the ear. In the ear. Okay, cool. All right, oh, they're in the ear, but they go over the ear. They go over almost like a hearing aid. Okay, but they block deci- out. Do what? Did that say twenty nine decibel? Yes. Nice. That's now, nice here's what I can tell you: for shooting outdoors, these things are fantastic. They are great at exactly that. If you go to put a helmet on, you will not be able to take the helmet off fast enough. Uh-oh. Because the feedback echo noise that you will get in your ears will kill you. Well, the biggest thing is you don't want any electronic headphone as far as suppression, like gun range wise, you know, hearing suppression or whatever else going through that because then that suppression that you've got from the electronics it's reverberating around the sides of the helmet so it's coming out and then back in yes so that's why you're getting that feedback now when you contact axel so i contacted axel i told them who i was that i was going to talk about them on the podcast and they went buy one okay here's a discount code and they sent me a discount code, and I got it for half price. So I went ahead, and I was already going to buy one, so I bought two. One of them is out of the package, and I took it out, and I tested it. I went to that uh, pistol class, and I had the ear foams, because you put the little foam things on, then you put them in your ear and wrap them around. Mm-hmm. To get the 29 decibel hearing protection, you have to put the bigger ear protection, the bigger foam pieces in there. After a little while, it's painful to keep wearing. Yep. Anytime you have a phone mm-hmm. that expands, it's very painful. Yeah. After after about an hour and a half on the range, I had to take them off and go back to your, using the electronic over-the-ear muffs that I usually use. So, short-term, they're really good. Again, if you're shooting outside. 
would I go ahead, knowing what I know now, and buy these? No, I would not. Uh, especially for people that are going to indoor ranges, you've got a lot of reverberation there. You're going to get the same feedback just as you would like you were putting your helmet on. Yep, mess you up. When I go to an indoor range, I use foam inserts that roll mm-hmm. that you would use, and then I use an outer electronic earmuff. And that's what I use when I, I double up when I go to an indoor range. I mean, you pretty much have to. Mm-hmm. Because they don't have soundproofing in there. Well, they're, no. And that's why I can't wait for my suppressors. Well. Which, by the way, when they come in, we'll have to go shooting. I can't wait for that, actually. Agreed. I'll get some subsonic rounds, and we'll have some serious fun. Speaking of which, you guys going to come down here and hunt hogs? God, I want to. I want to, but it's probably going to be a next-year thing for me. Hogs aren't going anywhere. (laughs) Yeah, I know it. Well, unless you kill them all. (laughs) Not a chance at all. That's not happening. (laughs) That is not happening with hogs. Here's how hog population works. Unless they do some serious eradication of hogs, they're such a prolific and such an invasive species Then, mm-hmm. unless, so let's say hogs reproduce at 10 million a year. Okay. That's statewide. Unless there are killing 15 million hogs a year, you're going to have 20 million next year, if not more. Time to Time to reinstate fully automatic weapons. We do that from helicopters down here. <laughs> That's true. I've seen the videos. Yeah, it's you can get belt fed. You can rent it. They mm-hmm. will. You pay the money. They've got a belt fed thirty cal or a belt fed five five six, and you can door gun the shit out of some hogs. Hell yeah! I want bacon. <laughs> So one video of the guy sitting out there. This reminds me of Vietnam. <laughs> the guy's like 23 years old. Right. <laughs> you shoot women and children. Easy. You just don't up so much. It's, it's like that when it comes to hogs, man. Oh. The ranch property that we have. We were out there over the weekend. We went by there and took a look at the grass and the around the house, and we can already see where the piglets have been in there rooting around. Mm-hmm. We've got fence, and we've got the little protective, so the bigger hogs can't get in there, but it doesn't do shit for the small ones. So we got piglets that are coming in there and rooting around while the adult full-grown hogs are outside the outer areas. Rooting around. Here's some food for you. Snap. Crack. Well, what a friend of mine does is he goes out there and he'll shoot hogs and the ones that are too far away or they're too big to do. Well, if they're too big for him to do anything with, he'll take a piece of rebar and he'll drive it through the hog and stake it to the ground. And then he'll sit back 300 yards with his uh, uh, varmint gun and he'll shoot coyotes the rest of the night. Nice. That's actually a really good idea. He'll shoot the hogs 
early in the evening and then oh, it gets oh. to be about two o'clock in the morning. Wait a minute, what's that? Oh, I hear Peter knocking on the door right now. Fuck you. <laughs> people eating tasty animals? Exactly, yes. Those are our favorite people. They heard the word bacon. <laughs> He's right there. You're welcome. <laughs> so anyway. cannibalism never tasted so good. I love eating myself. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and call it right now. Yeah, because yeah. we're about to divulge and uh, evolve oh, into we're, silliness. We're evolving into other weird things, and it's time. <laughs> the, reg- the regression of the podcast. And we've come full circle. Yes, we have. <laughs> Welcome to society devolving. <laughs> right in one podcast. How about that? So, uh, Nash. Okay. Sir. Any final words? Uh, no, not really. All right. Chad? In the immortal words of the gun dudes, take somebody shooting. Well, Find a new person, take them shooting, but make them pay for the ammo. Well, on the flip side of that, make sure they get deep pockets. <laughs> if you can find ammo. <laughs> exactly. On the flip side of that, if you don't know the guy and they're inviting you to go shooting, don't go. Yeah, that, that would end poorly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could be the target practice. <laughs> We all saw what happened to Jack Black in the. No ice, no no ice tea, man. Hey, here, oh. where are these reindeer antlers for me? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I need a special target. <laughs> Either way, everybody, love you all. Love your show. Thank you for joining the Cracklecast. Don't forget to come on and uh, send us any reviews, anything. Questions to crackcaststudio at gmail.com. Questions, comments, concerns. Your mom, pictures, nudes. Send nudes. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but I don't know if we want address to them to bacon. Yep. <laughs> Not really, but uh, either way. Send us in the subject bacon eyes only. To uh, <laughs> crackcaststudio at gmail.com. And until next time, everybody, we love you. Love your show. Until next time, bye, con Dios.